What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fat Attack Features, the Bad, Red, and Horror Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Capo, with my lovely co-host, Elaine, and today we're going to talk about the 2020 horror comedy. It, it did present itself in a somewhat mild, comedic way, didn't it? Bloody hell. What was that? Was that I your, don't know. Was I, that I, your English so, accent? Well, no, I was trying to do an Australian accent, but that didn't work out. Uh, and so it's bloody hell. Bloody hell. I only know how to go, oi. Oi. Australians are saying that. Fosters. They love to say, put another shrimp on the barbie. And um, that's not a knife. Because oh, you watched Crocodile Dundee when I you did. were like a child. So that's that's how you picture all Australians. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. Okay. And then the other, the only other Australian I really know is Russell Crowe, and he gets like all crazy, and like you know, like assaults people. He got all fat. The fuck, the fat calms him. That's because he's on antidepressants, and most antidepressants make you fat. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's about it. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the the Aussies. The Aussies. Aussies. Yeah, it's Australia. I don't, know. I don't fucking know. It's kangaroos. Yeah, there's kangaroos. Aborigines. There are, yeah. They pretty much have all the non-placental mammals, except mm. for America, which has the opossum. And they had all those fires where, like, Australia caught on fire. Yeah, because it's literally a desert, but yeah. yeah. And all those animals died. I know, it was terrible. It was that horrific. Was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you, like, really are neglecting probably the most famous Australian ever. Australian? Yeah. And uh, Wolverine's from Australia, isn't he? Uh, He is. But a lot of people don't know that because he always fakes American accent in all his movies. But that's not the most famous Australian ever, I would say. I say for the Mm. average person, there is one person who is the most famous Australian ever. Over Paul Hogan? No. I said over Paul Hogan. Over, yes, yes, over Paul Hogan. Ah, all right, hold on, give me a sec. Let's see. Famous Australian people. Do, 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 not Russell Crowe, not Paul Hogan. It's Crocodile Hunter, baby. Yeah, it's Paul Hogan. Steve Irwin? Oh, no, no, yeah. Crocodile, Diddy, <laughs> Crocodile. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. He yeah. is probably the most notable Australian ever. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's dead. He is dead. 
But his children. So that was room for another another better Australian. Well, his son is pretty amazing. It's like his son is a good mix of his mom and him, which is like the smart, logical, and then also the crazy. Let me grab a crocodile. Okay, so don't, crocodile don't, hunter. Yes, don't say it, babe. Well, I don't care. I don't give a fuck about crocodile hunter. He never had any impact on me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Steve Irwin. Mm-hmm. I can't say though that uh, Big King can back this up too. That uh, we know a guy when he found out Steve Irwin died, he really like broke down, started crying, and like his girlfriend had to like hold and console him. Yeah, and we were just like sitting there because he was such a down to earth fucking. Oh no, I never miraculous heard. human being. Like hey, the guy hey, had hey. such pure passion for That's animals. Cool. That's cool. Like literally, the Australian Zoo is what it is today because of him. Like he built it. Hey, that's cool. Take your shirt off because it's hot in here. It's not really that hot in here. Uh, maybe I'm drunk. Yeah, maybe. Probably exactly what it is. But okay, that's hey, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Sturdy Irwin. Hey, go. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. You know, I don't. But I just, I have no. I don't know. A lot of people grew up watching Steve Irwin and shit. I never did. I never watched any of that shit. I knew of his existence. Because you were too busy watching like shitty ass fucking movies. Your de- your parents didn't know how to turn on the Discovery Channel when they left you and Steph alone to watch movies while they went out and did what they did. Uh, that might be true. <laughs> but I don't know. Okay, but look, if Steve Irwin had been around like today, people would be like all up in his shit. Like if he like just came out, people would be like, oh, dude, you're like giving those snakes like PTSD and shit. And no, they shit. wouldn't. They'd still love him because his son is loved. Because he gave so much knowledge, it wasn't. Yeah, well, he's just, not like he's not like jumping off canoes and like choking out alligators and shit. No, usually he stays in the zoo. Nowadays, you could do that shit. No, you can. There are people who do it. The thing is, you have to do it. And what Steve Irwin did it from, it wasn't just like him, like being like, "Watch me catch a crocodile. Look how great I am." No, he literally would. He did it from an educational standpoint, and he did it from a like why we need to preserve our country because these animals are so great so that is why not only was he passionate about like teaching people about these creatures that a lot of them only exist in australia but he he did it from like uh like from an ecology base plus a zoology base Yo, fuck Steve everyone. You said it. I told you not to say yeah, it. That's terrorizing those animals. Yeah. Giving he didn't PTSD. terrorize any animals. He Giving helped a lot animals of animals. PTSD. Well, they don't know that. They're animals. They're well, exactly. So they, they so then that. the PTSD doesn't exist in animals. Just so you know, it doesn't exist in any animals. It really doesn't. You don't think so? Nope. Hmm. Well, there you go. I can tell you from, from rescuing animals... People always be like, oh, my God, that dog was so abused. And I'll be like, no, he just wasn't socialized. He has no social skills. What's that uh, What's that little symbol when you do uh, more than? What is that? What do you call that little symbol? Oh. What's uh, that called? I don't know what it's actually called. All right, well, I'm going to say Tiger King. He gets the good symbol. And yeah, but you've got there's Steve the Irwin difference the between someone who went out into nature and appreciated animals mm-hmm. and took care of animals and built a zoo uh-huh. and spent, got all the money for the zoo to give these animals that were in captivity mm-hmm. the greatest experience of their life, okay. and a guy who literally took a bunch of tigers and shoved uh-huh. them in tiny cages and fed them old fucking Walmart meat. But he had better hair. I don't know. It's questionable. Steve Irwin had some nice hair. Uh, well, 
You remember when Steve Irwin made that movie? The is the the car- no. You don't remember that? We I made, never like, watched it. Movie. I never watched it either. I just remember everybody said it was really shitty. Was it like a? Was it like a? It's supposed to be like. It's real? a movie, yeah, yeah. Like it was supposed to be scripted, or it was supposed to be a documentary. No, it's not a documentary. Oh. I know that it has a script. Like, uh, hold on, let's pull it up real quick. Collision Course. Oh my god, it made thirty three million dollars in the box office. Because everybody loves Steve Irwin, they'd even go watch a shitty movie with him in it. No, he had terrible hair. When I said he had great hair, I was lying. He in really outer cut space. A United States-owned satellite blows up, and one of the last remaining pieces of beacon is sent hurling toward Earth, where it lands in Australia and is swallowed by a crocodile. So I guess, like, him and the CIA, like, team up to, like, find this crocodile. Oh, so if I know Steve Irwin, he, which I only know him from watching years and years, it was he probably thought that money <clears throat> could benefit the zoo. Because he did so much for preservation, and his zoo animals are very well taken care of. And a lot of the the Australian zoo actually does a lot of, um, like, um, rehabbing animals and releasing them back to the wild. And, like, when those fires were burning, those were the ones recently he was dead. But when they happened years ago, like 10 years ago, he literally ran into the fires and carried animals out. Oh, Wow. Like, wow. save them from burning. Like, you know, koalas don't move very fast. And, like, he was caught carrying wild koala, koalas, which are little dicks, by the way. Everybody thinks they're so cute and lovable. They're little dicks. Grab them and carry them out so they could be saved. Okay. There you go. There you go, Steve Irwin. Yeah. So, if anyone can guess, I uh, was definitely a fangirl for Steve Irwin. And his wife, Terry's great too. And they raised two great children. Bindi's great. And I can't wait for her daughter to become the next person. And the son is amazing, though. He's so great. I love him too. Okay. Well, I literally, I literally follow their Instagram and like watch their little podcasts all the time. For anyone who didn't cut off the show, because no one cares about Steve Irwin now. Everyone still loves Steve no Irwin. No one cares about Steve Irwin. Let's talk about something Let's people might be interested up. in. We'll see. Oh, yeah, this movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do a, and we do do a movie podcast, don't we? Yeah. Bloody Hell. Yeah. Comes out October 8th, 2020 in Australia. Yeah. October 9th, 2020 in the USA. And then for some reason, it got a 2020 release on June 24th and, uh, or 2021 on June 24th. It got released in Russia. Russia, so, like. Behind. Killing things. Well, because um, of course they're behind. They're behind on everything. Let's be honest. The Russians are not a free state of free information and learning. Sure. So they're going to be behind. Um, altogether, box office total, $107,942. How much? $107,942. not a lot of money. But I don't even remember this coming out in the U.S., so... I never heard of this movie. I just happened to stumble upon it. Yeah, and you've heard of so many on crappy unknown movies, so this is amazing that you just happened to find this. It's true. Speaking of movies we've never heard of, we watched Piggy last night, which you had never heard of. Yeah, and that's okay. I would have been fine never have hearing about that movie. It was okay, but I didn't. I wouldn't it, have gone out of my way to watch it. It started off with an interesting idea. It did. It just didn't complete. It just didn't complete, though. But I think it's based on a book. Mm. 
But I have to go back and look because it definitely said it was based on something. But I did find that short. There was a 16 yeah. short. So I don't know if it's based on the short or if there's a book about it. Very interesting concept. But you could have done a lot more with it. It just, I, I, yeah. kept, I kept waiting for shit to like pop off. But then <sighs> I went and looked and the movie was not rated. It's kind of like where we fall back into that... Uh, Oh, uh, was uh, that movie we, we watched, The Hollow? It's kind of like not rated. You don't know really what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. It could be super off the walls, like crazy bonker shit. Or you're going to get like a PG, PG-13 like horror movie. Yeah. On the opposite of that, we had Project Wolf Hunter. Or right. Wolf Hunting. Yes. Where people were just getting massacred for an entire hour and a half. Yeah. Mm. It was okay. It kind of got repetitive. And it did. I was like, and I, I can't say why, what really bothered me about that movie without kind of ruining that movie. Right, go ahead. No one's going to watch that movie. Okay. So what really bothered me, it was like, that movie was how long? Like an hour and a half, this like alpha creation was just like massacring everybody and every fucking thing. Yeah. But I guess if it's set up to be a trilogy, I can I I, I will forgive this. But I don't think it is though. Uh, you told me it was going to be a trilogy. No, not Project Wolf Hunter. Yeah, you did. I didn't tell you that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Okay, because you were like, oh, oh maybe I, I found that. Yeah, maybe I found that online. Okay, so like this alpha is destroying all these hard ass criminals and cops and people with guns and people with knives and just like smashing people with his like bare feet. Which are like made of metal or something. Which I guess are, they have, yeah, I guess he has like Wolverine metal feet, but he gets dispatched in literally 30 seconds by some fucking guy who sits behind a computer that works for like the government. Yeah. Which I know that guy was like probably further along in research. Which of course, no That's why have, I feel like there has to be a sequel for me to really feel okay with that. No one's going to have any idea what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. So there's this movie, Project Wolf Hunting. And it's about all these prisoners being transported from... Philippines. I think they're going to the Philippines. No, I thought they were going the other way. Ah. Uh, well, the Philippines to Korea. They're on this giant cargo ship. And it's this giant like prisoner fucking like... Not exchange, but they're fucking taking them. They're extraditing all these guys. All the prisoners get loose. Mayhem ensues. And then there's like this metal, medical experiment Frankenstein in the bottom of the ship that gets loose and just murders indiscriminately. But I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of plot holes. Whole lot of plot holes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see people get fucked up. But it was promoted as the goriest movie. The mo- or not the gore- not. Uh, The most violent movie of the year. That was like its big like it selling point, which it it's not. It not doesn't have close. any. No, the not sadness blows it out of the water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sadness is probably definitely one of the goriest movies I've ever watched. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to beat the sadness as far as like, I mean violence. The sadness is like a loophole to me. Like it literally was just like okay, there's a virus that's just gonna make people as violent as all of their violent desires can be. Yeah. And without it being like. Uh, start. <laughs> like fake snuff film or like a torture movie or anything like yeah. that. It's actually like a movie with a story. But it's like basically now, living so. out the whole snuff film fantasy all yeah. apologetically in the but, sense that like, well, 
people just running the streets, murdering yeah. people and doing all kinds of crazy fucking fucked up shit because they no longer have a voice in their head that tells them no. Yeah. And we finished Cabinet of Curiosities. Which honestly is a little bit disappointing with that series. It started out good, but I feel like the further we went, the worse the stories got. That's why I those think last, they should have ended it with a good story. Those last three were pretty a rough. Snooze fest. Yeah, I, I was like, they really were, dude. That one last night, the 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 season finale with the guy from the fucking Walking Dead. Yeah, dude, that right there, that was that was like a t- that could have been twenty minutes. And that was a fucking snooze fest. Like that it just dra- yeah, like it was literally. If you could imagine making a movie of people just sitting there watching birds and then throw some emotions in sporadically, that's really what it was. It was so much, so much of them just sitting there watching birds. It's like an hour long, and like fifty minutes of it is them watching birds. Yeah, it's not even making a movie about birds, which might be cool, but they made a movie about people watching birds. Like it's like making a movie about watching paint dry. Yeah, that one was rough. That was a rough one to watch. I mean, I literally was folding laundry, and I hate folding laundry, so you know it was bad to drive me to the point where I'd fold laundry while watching it. Voluntarily. Yeah, because I fucking hate putting laundry away. Tour movie on hand, though. Tour movie on hand. Yeah. Bloody Hell. Yep. Filmed on the Gold Coast of Queensland, Australia. Queensland, Australia. The... Writer of this movie, first movie he ever wrote. Oh, well, good job, dude. It's this guy named Robert Benjamin. He was an editor for the UFC from 2005 to 2008. Okay. So he would put together, like, there used to be UFC Unleashed, which was like, uh, it would just show, like, past fights, and they'd cut them down, do some commentary over it, give you a background of these fights, shit like that. He had the Ultimate Fighter show. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, their live production and shit, he was involved in all that stuff. So he was the editor for UFC, and then he decided he wanted to get into the movie business. Okay. He got the idea for this movie while he was sitting at an airport. and Yes, I saw this. Tell the story. Right. This so is he's, awesome. He's sitting in an airport, and he said there's this like group of like foreigners who keep like pointing and staring at him. And they're all speaking in their own little language, and he can't understand what they're saying. And he just has this idea in his head of like, man, how fucked up would it be if... yeah. I, you know, we get on this plane, we land, and I get kidnapped, and I end up in these people's, like, fucking basement. Because he has no idea what they're talking about. But he knows they're talking about him. Which, I want to see a picture of the guy who wrote this, because what if he just has, like, a face tattoo? (laughs) And then it would totally make sense why people, like, some foreign people might be like, oh, my God, Americans and their fucking face tattoos? Or if he has, like, a cleft lip or something. Yeah, what is he? Yeah. I I don't know. I have no idea what he looks like. Or he looks like Patty. A big old tumor face. Yeah, wait. Oh, spoiler. Um, I was was just going to laugh that cliffhanger hang there. They wrote wrote the script. mm Mm-hmm. Are you looking up a picture of him? I'm trying to find it. Give me a moment. Okay. I'll I'll bring it back up if I find him. So they write the script. And they originally offer it to this guy named uh, Sean Byrne. Byrne? It's B-Y-R-N-E. I'm not sure how you would say that. B-Y-R-N-E. Brine. Okay. So, Sean Brian, who, he ultimately turns it down, but he's an Australian director, and he's done two really good movies called The Loved Ones 
and this other movie called The Devil's Candy. Fantastic movies. But he turned this down because he said the time frame that they gave him that they needed this movie to be shot and done, he did, he wouldn't have enough time to do it. He said it was too ambitious. Which, when when I saw that, and now that I've watched this, I kind of kind of see what he's doing. I feel like there was uh, probably a more going on in this movie, but yeah. then they kind of had to like trim shit down because they had such a small time frame. Right. Uh, then they get Peter Cornwell, who did The Haunting of Connecticut in 2009. He actually signs on to make the movie. I guess right before they're going to like start shooting, he pulls out. So they go get this guy named Alistair Grierson, Australian guy, 13 directing credits. 2006, he has a movie called Kokata, 39th Battalion, which was this popular, I think it was a made-for-TV movie for Australia, which was about um, the Japanese and then this, like, platoon of, like, Australian soldiers in New Guinea Mm -hmm. who fight over the Kokata Trail. And then in 2011, he made Sanctum, which is this movie I completely fucking forgot about. He He actually looks like the main character. Yeah. He does look kind of like the main character, but that's what he looks like, apparently. Oh, he looks a normal guy. But that Sanctum movie, I remember James Cameron had signed on to be an executive producer. And that was a really big deal because it was the next thing that he did after Avatar. So all these people went and, like, flocked to see this Sanctum movie. And then I'm pretty sure it didn't, got, like, you know, mid-bad reviews. I remember watching the movie and I, I didn't care for it. I remember this movie. It's about a bunch of cave divers who like go diving into this cave system and then there's like a, a collapse and they get stuck in there. It's based on a true story. I don't know. I remember watching it when it came out and I didn't really care for it, but no. besides that, nothing too uh, exciting on his filmography. This movie was originally titled blood of an Englishman. I'm glad you changed it. That's a stupid title, but I also, I don't understand that. Unless he changed the nationality. Like he came from the UK? Instead of the US. Instead of the US. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think, I feel like a certain portion of this was made a lot more realistic, given that it was in the US and not the UK. Right. Given that the UK, literally, you couldn't own a gun. Well, unless it was going to be like an English guy in the U.S. and then went to Finland. I don't, I don't uh, know. That's stupid. That's a stupid title, though. It's a dumb title either way. I do like the tagline. What's the tagline? One hell of a fairy tale. Ooh, I like that. I like that one. Um, I didn't do too much deep diving on our cast because, honestly, most of them. No one's ever heard of. Or, yeah, and a lot of them haven't done a whole lot of things. Like um, the girl... Right, she was introduced in this movie. Yeah, this was her film debut. Uh, What's her name? Aaliyah. Her name is not Aaliyah. A-L-I-A, how do you say it? Oh, they called her like Alia. Oh, yeah, that's what it is, that's what it is. Not Aaliyah. Forgive me, I'm a tad uh, inebriated. Inebriated. Yeah. Sure, my doctor's going to love it when I show up for like a checkup tomorrow and I'm all like hungover. I'm booze breathy. Yeah. Ah, fuck he's like breathe out and you're just like <sighs> all disgusting bruised breath <laughs> so um our main character Rex mm-hmm. is played by this guy named Ben O'Toole 
Which this character totally was a Rex, by the way. That was a great name for this character. 25 acting credits. Most of them non-American. Well, he was in Hacksaw Ridge in 2016. Right, which I don't ever heard of, but okay. Really? Yeah. It's a good movie. Detroit in 2017. 12 Strong in 2018. He was in Necrotronic, which we've actually watched. I don't recall. Uh, I might have been sleeping. Yeah. That's a movie where he's like a uh, a waste management guy in Australia. And you find out there's like this like internet company that is like popped up in Australia. And they're sending demons through the internet to possess people through like their cell phones. And okay, now and I do remember this movie. And I did sleep through this movie. But I do yeah. remember waking up and being at the end like being like, it's what a, the fuck is this movie about? It's a fun little movie. A lot of gore. Very silly. But uh, it's worth watching yes, once. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, or sleeping through it. And he's currently in a show called Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. which is about a midwife who operates an unconventional birth center that is attached to a hospital. Which we're in Tennessee. There's also a very unconventional birth center very close to us in Summertown. You know that? I didn't know that. It's a commune Ooh. that they don't use any drugs or anything, and midwives actually birth you. I have a friend who from Huntsville who actually went and gave birth to her daughter there. She went like 20 days past due. That's not where the cult is, right? It's not a cult. It's a commune. <laughs> but they have a, they have like a state of the art, like, no, I don't know if it's state of the art, so I probably shouldn't use that word, but they have a very uh, well-known, but it's midwives. So midwives birth you. And so, I mean, they have doctors on staff, I guess, for emer- emergencies. Like if you need a C-section or whatever, they get you to a hospital. But for natural, for women who want to give a natural birth without having drugs and shit pumped into them and then babies ripped out of them, they go there. And they do like stuff like birthing and like. Dude, that is them. Bathtubs. The farm. That is them. Yes, the farm. I don't know if it's a cult, it but is, yes. It is a cult. How is it a cult? Is it a religious based? Yeah. It was uh, founded back in the 70s. I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. It's those guys. Okay. Yeah, but they have like, I mean, I guess their birthing place is not. Yeah, they have, like, a giant compound that's, uh, like, sealed off to the public shit. But you can, like, communicate. You can, like, talk to them and shit. They have a Wikipedia page and all that. Yeah. yeah. Farm. Well, they They've have a birthing a center. So, yes, yeah. you can communicate with them. But, like, yeah, they have a, I mean, they just do natural births, which, honestly, like, I'm not 100% against. So, I know, I have a friend who did, okay, natural births. All birth is natural. There's nothing unless you literally hatch out of an egg and a, a lab. It's all natural birth. What I should say is an unmedicated birth. I have a friend who did an unmedicated birth. It was very important for her to do that for her first birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but she found a hospital in Alabama where they don't instantly like start pumping drugs into you the second you walk in the door. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, And she had a, a doula. For yeah. her birth, too. Obviously, nurses and doctors work in the hospital, but she brought in her doula. I mean, I don't know if they're actually a cult. It is, I know it is religious-based, but if you type in, like, cult Tennessee, they pop up. Yeah, well, I the mean... the farm's been around for a long-ass time. Yeah. Yeah, they do have a Wikipedia because page. In Summertown, there's also the guy that came here from L.A. who has the, uh... I guess any spiritual process that's not, like, mainstream meet, uh, religion is considered a cult. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to speak on it, really. But I do know in Summertown, 
That's also where there's the guy who came there from L.A. who has, like, the most extreme haunted house shit. Mm. That guy's also in Summertown. So. I'm just reading about it. Oh, the dude used to live in San Francisco. He's he's a Californian. But, uh, okay. Okay. The only other actor I looked up is this guy, Matthew Sunderland. Matthew Sunderland. Plays father. 53 active credits. Lost City of Z in 2016. Six Days in 2017. This movie called Savage from 2019. He has a very minor role, but it piqued my interest. I want to go watch it. Because apparently it's about um, New Zealand gangs. And it's about this kid. And it goes through like all three stages of his life. Like being a kid, growing up around the New Zealand gangs. Being a teenager, getting to New Zealand gangs. And then as an adult, being like a full-fledged like super like down member you know what i'm saying yeah and i was like man that could be pretty cool i'd like to check that out then he was in a movie called the stranger in 2022 and he was in pearl the prequel to x which came out uh in 2022 i never saw we watched x yeah but i never saw pearl well pearl yeah it came out a couple months later but yeah i haven't seen it either because i didn't particularly care for x I mean, hey, you know, it's got really good reviews. It's pretty popular. Good for him. But, I mean, X got really good reviews, too, and was really popular, and I I don't get the hype for it. I know you didn't either. Uh, I honestly don't remember the X off the top of my head. That's the movie where the kids uh, go to shoot the porno on the at the oh, barn. yeah. And then that old lady gets jealous of their youth uh, and starts murdering people and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't that good. So, the reason I picked him was because in 2006, mm-hmm. he made a movie called Out of the Blue, where he plays a man named David Gray. Mm-hmm. David Gray is responsible for the Aramona Massacre. So, back in 1990, this guy, David Gray, had a neighbor, and... They used to just always get into arguments all the time because the guy's dogs would come onto his property. Mm-hmm. So one day, one of the guy's dogs comes on his property. David Gray comes out, confronts his neighbor, getting this huge argument, goes inside, comes back out with a rifle, shoots the guy dead. Uh, you can't do that. In front of both of his children. Jesus Christ, you can't do that. And his uh, wife's child. So I guess his like, stepdaughter. The children run into the house, goes into the house, kills two of them. One escapes. And you're talking like seven, eight-year-old kids. Kills two of them. One escapes to a neighbor's house, burns the house down. Oh, no. And then he just starts walking down the road and just murdering anyone he comes across. So he literally just snapped. Yeah. He kills somebody and then just decided, well, fuck, I've already done this. I may as well just turn into a complete psychopath. Well, apparently the day before he was in town... And he like went to the post office and got in an argument there and threatened to come shoot the place up. Went to a cafe, got into Oh, so this people. guy was literally just yeah. one, a straw away from being a, a mass murderer. And I guess this dog coming onto his property and like taking a shit or something just fucking made him fucking go. So he Life ends up and pick up after your dogs. Kills his neighbor, kills both his kids, ends up just going down the street. Anyone he can find, he just starts murdering them. And uh he ends up killing 12 people. And then he gets... Holy in, shit. And he kills 12 people. 
They ended up hiding somewhere. And uh, the next day, the police end up like tracking him down, getting a big shootout with him. And he ends up getting killed. He didn't die in the shootout, but he dies on the ambulance ride to the hospital. After this happened, uh, it would take two years, but they would completely reform like all the gun laws in like New Zealand. And this was also one of the things that helped spur like changing the gun laws in Australia as well. So I actually want to see that movie because that guy in this movie acts like a dude. He acts fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very menacing. Oh, you know what we completely forgot about? What? And what we should have started with. Oh, no. My traumatic experience. I want to yes! talk about it. Oh, my God. Well, it's because I've been waiting, like, uh, <sighs> eight days for you to tell me this story. God. I wish if I could start with it. Maybe I could splice it back into the beginning. Eh, I'll probably be too nah, much Nah, just go with it. We're just going to go with it. Yeah. So, yes, I had a very traumatic experience. On New Year's Eve. I did on New Year's Eve. So I went to a New Year's Eve party. Yep. Elaine stayed home. Yep. And it was a potluck. So everybody brought all their dishes. Elaine cooked the dish for you to bring. It was delicious too. Got a lot of compliments. So go to the party. Have a good time. It's all good. All the food's on this big table in the kitchen. Shit, you know. Um, I'll leave, I'm going to leave names out, but you've been over to their house before. Yes. So you know how the setup is. They got that uh-huh. table in the kitchen, uh-huh. you know, right there by the porch. Everything's set up right there. And you got good stuff. You got our, we had a tater tot taco casserole. Yeah. There was a fajita casserole. Yeah, which there I'm was sure this, was just as equally as amazing. Uh, what are the per- pierogies? Oh, pierogies are so good. So there this, was pierogies. This guy had pierogies with a gravy on top and oh. then topped with kielbasa sausages. It was oh, delicious. my God. So he went Polish on Very top good. of Polish. There was a... Um, Brisket stew, that was pretty good. Mm. And like a tomato like broth, that was pretty fucking good. And um, there's something else, but I can't remember what it was. Then there were quiches and that candied bacon, which I actually took a picture of because they made them into like candied Little bacon roses. roses. Yeah, delicious. Probably my favorite thing. And then there was a, a key lime pie and a fudge pie, which were made from scratch. Wow, a key lime pie for scratch. Yeah, oh, I loved it. I so ate all of it. You know partying, doing all that, and it gets a little late. So I'm like, okay, I got to decide what I'm going to do. Right, I remember you texting me. Because the fridge is upstairs, everybody's downstairs, people are out in the the backyard, like, doing karaoke and shit like that. So I'm like... You're like, yeah, I'm close enough to the door at this point where if I go up and get this beer, I might just walk out the front door. It's it's the thing of like, (laughs) okay, do I want to drink another beer or do I just want to leave? And... right. You know, I'm standing in the kitchen, uh, you know, trying to come up with my decision while eating pistachio nuts because they had a, a, a shark coochie board. You know a shark coochie board? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to tell you because I like you saying shark coochie. It's charcuterie, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I, I just want to hear you call it a shark coochie board again. Yeah, I don't fucking <laughs> At some know. point in my life. So that's what I'm just going to call it, shark coochie. All right? <laughs> so I'm sitting there eating the pistachio nuts and shit, and then I'm like, man, so I've had, I've been eating this shit, right? I'm full as fuck, but I ain't had nothing sweet. Oh, you need to have your sweet so, after you know, eat. Yeah. I'm a few beers in. I'm high as shit. Yeah. So I'm like, 
man, do I want to get some? Uh, do I want to get some pie? Now I don't want the, the fucking key lime pie. Everybody kept talking about how good it was. Oh, I, I don't like key lime, key lime pie. pie. Literally, the only yogurt I ever buy. What flavor is it? Key lime pie. Key lime. Yeah, I'm not a big pie person. I like apple pie, mm. but it has to be made right, and I have to be in the mood for it. Now, like a chocolate pie, fudge pie, something like that. It has to also be made right. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie. This pie, it looked fire. All right? So it looked well. It looked gooey. Had oh, a good crust on it. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I probably but, would But then it also, it you could tell it was gooey and soft, but it was also, firm? it wasn't like mush. It was you know, firm. It wasn't yeah. like a mousse, a mousse or nothing like that. It was firm. You know, it was firm. Looked like a good fucking pie. Now, it probably looked weird to an outsider looking at it because I literally was just standing there looking at it. Probably a good solid like sixty seconds where I'm like <laughs> trying to decide because you're high. Because I'm high, as, yeah, exactly. And you just your reaction time is just a little bit slower. Right, when you're high. right. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this fucking pie and I'm like, man, do I want to get this piece of pie before I leave? Uh huh. And then while I'm looking at it, I see someone walk into view, and this motherfucker, this motherfucker. Okay. Reaches down with his bare hands. I knew this is where this was going. Okay. All right. Now, there's one piece that's been taken out of this pie because everybody was eating the key lime pie. So, there's one piece that has been taken. And did he do one of these? Of, there's one piece that's been taken out of the chocolate fudge pie. And so, there's some little, like, crumbles in the middle and shit. This motherfucker, this dirty, nasty motherfucker, <laughs> went... And he puts his... He takes his fingers and he starts scooping. <laughs> He, he starts scooping the crumbles from the middle and he's touching all the other slices mm. and he's just putting the shit in his fucking mouth. Did he do like, and I'm just watching him. I'm just watching sounds him. as he was eating the crumbs. And then he moves over to the, the Polish shit and he starts taking the sausages out of it and popping them in his mouth. Where was this guy? Raised that he doesn't know that utensils are a fucking thing. This is not your house, bro. All right, and it happens fast. Okay, we're talking like he's he he he, yeah. he fuck it. He he fingers the pie. <laughs> he fingers the pie. <laughs> so what he did? He violated the pie, <laughs> and then he moves over to the sausage, and then he gets a plate and he starts making a fucking plate. Right with his bare hands. No. Okay. He starts using Oh, so he doesn't know what a utensil so to, is. Exactly. He knows how to fucking use utensils. I don't know why he didn't do it in the first place. <laughs> and I'm just like shocked. I bet I'm your like, face, your mouth was just like, now, jaw see, open. Just well, see, this is where I fucked up though. I didn't say nothing. And I don't know why. Because 99% of the goddamn time, you know me, I would have like, fucking be like, bro, what the fuck? Dirty motherfucker. Right. What did you do? So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I froze. I froze. I didn't confront this fucking guy. I'm like fucking uh, uh, Peter Parker when he didn't stop that fucking robber and he went and shot his Uncle Ben. Yes. I'm that fucking guy now. I'm Spider-Man. He fucking went and, dude, who knows where his fingers are? Pick up be, his asshole for right you now. Know. Right now, he could be putting his fingers fine length someone else's pie. The fucking violating someone else's pie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't do anything to stop him. I do love that this is your traumatic experience. I was expecting something so much different because it was traumatic. <laughs> 
I didn't do anything to stop this guy. I literally would have cut the pieces off the pie that he touched. And oh, would have looked like him the whole in. center out. I would have cut the center out and I would have picked it up and been like, you fucking touched this part and dumped it in the trash and just like kept eye contact with him the old time. Because you know me. So now, being the crazy motherfucker I am, mm-hmm. I've been like, dude, I gotta, I have to right this wrong. <laughs> so did you try to cut the center out of the pie? No. I've come up with this after I left. Because oh. I thought about it the whole fucking time. Oh my ride God. Home. You're like, what should I have done? Exactly. What if other people, I don't know. I don't think the other people in that party probably would have cared if they touched. So now my plan vibe. is, my plan is to encourage them to either have another potluck. And have this individual there so you can be like, and then I, I saw can, what you that's did. Right. And then when he does it again, that's when I strike. He's going to sit by the food. Hey, Kaz, you want to play? No, no. And you're just going to sit there and watch the food like that's your job. Because right. now I have a vendetta. I'm like Batman. This is my joker. You have a what? A vendetta. Okay. I'm fucking Batman. This is my Joker. He got away. Oh. I got to fucking get back. You are such a fat gum. A fat gum? You know who a fat gum is? From Hero, my, my Hero Academia. Oh, uh, yeah. What I mean is because I've always wanted to draw you like a fat gum and then draw like it's you. Yeah. But I have a, I, this is, this is my <laughs> arch nemesis now. Yeah, I can I just imagine. let this happen. Yeah, fuck yeah. And now this filthy fingered fuck. <laughs> Is out here doing God knows what with his dookie digits. <laughs> his dookie digits. You know what I'm saying? He could be out here touching all types of food. Oh. <laughs> dookie digits. Yes. His dirty dookie digits. You know I love alliteration, so fucking Dookie Digit just Dude, does it for me. All the, all the anal blood is on my hands. Because everybody's going to be getting everybody, sick from this fucking guy. Yeah, everybody got sick with E. coli, and it's all your fault. Because of this fucking guy, and I let it slide. So we never got to find out if the pie was really That's why I made you throw the tater tot casserole, the, the tater tater tot casserole out when he got out. Because you, know yeah. you know what he said to me? He said, man, casserole's good when I was leaving with it. Oh, well, Dookie Fingers like my casserole. Dookie Digits. Yeah. Dookie Digits. Dirty Dookie Digits. Oh, he could have been picking off little casserole. That's why I made you throw it away. That's why I brought it back. Well, that is funny because you did say to me, hey, do you want, do you want to, you want your dish or do you want to, do you want to leave it here? And I was like, no, just bring my dish. You can leave the food. And then when you came home, you're like, yeah, it's been exposed to elements. It's been exposed to elements. And I thought like it had been sitting outside and it got hot or something. No, this nasty motherfucker. No, it was because his mouth <laughs> might have been using his fingers to eat fucking food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck me up, bro. That is so fucking funny. I can't. Oh, my God. I can just see you <laughs> in all of these scenarios. I'm like visually watching your face. <laughs> You're right. This is the most traumatic thing that could ever happen to you. <laughs> it was, man. Fuck me up, dude. Because, yeah. I thought about it the whole ride home. <laughs> So now I'm worked up. Now I'm now I'm like I'm reliving the moment. This like is like that when Batman Starbucks memory. 
<laughs> this is like when Batman sees his parents gun down in front of him. He always flashes back to it. I see these guys diddling the fucking pie. Diddling. He's diddling the pie now. <laughs> Stop it! You gotta stop this. What, <laughs> what he fucking did? He violated the pie. He did all the pie. And then he's over here fucking. He's over here putting his nasty fucking dookie fingers in with the fucking <laughs> dookie digits. The, the fucking pierogies are getting sausage. He's got gravy on his fingers and shit, and he's probably licking it off. Yep. Dude, no, fuck that guy. This is this guy. No, I will not rest. Yeah, that's that fucking guy. He's that fucking guy. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm fucking Batman now. And I, this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch that guy. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage these people to have another potluck just so I could set it all up for this fucking. guy. I don't know if these people listen to our podcast, but if they do, they, they're gonna know. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's think, gonna happen. Do you know? Do you think? Hold on. Oh my god. But if they do have another potluck. I'm called a dude. Yeah. How do they know who was Dookie Fingers? How would they know? Yeah. Do they know who Dookie? They won't know. They who don't know who he is. But I know who he is. Do you know his name or do you just know what he looks like? I don't know. His name. I know what he looks like because he's been in like past events they've had. He's also been there. Oh, so I've seen Dookie yeah, Fingers? Yeah, you've seen him. So I potentially you know, know who, who Dookie he is. Fingers is? Yeah. You wouldn't know his name though. But you, if I showed you who you were, we could, I could fucking pick him out of the lineup. Oh of, my god, we're gonna have a lineup dookie, now. Dookie, dirty. How about fingers. no, no, nay? Listen, what if we encourage them to have another potluck? We bring our lawyer friend, and we have a fucking trial. I don't know, man. I mean, because the tampering with other people's food is technically illegal. Because you remember those kids that were like TikToking themselves, like opening like uh, ice cream at like Walmart and like licking the top and then putting the top back in. No, yeah, but this is an they, open environment. I know. There's but, no maliciousness behind his intents, or is there? I don't know. He saw you looking at it, and he walked up, and he like I literally. A, I think he was just like, had me blocked out. I don't think he was. I think he was fucking fucking like uh, with with the front fully front. focused on violating the food on the table, and he was worried about me. I was in the peripheral. Yeah. Maybe he was also high and drunk. Maybe he doesn't do that stuff normally. I don't give a fuck. It's my joker. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to expose him. Okay. Dookie fingers. Dookie digits. Fucking dookie digits. Yeah. You know, I was on Facebook and I was in one of my groups. Um, you know, one of my men hating groups. Mm. And so on. And I say men hating groups. I don't hate men. It's just ones that act poorly. And someone referred to a penis as um, tinkle meat, and I can't get over it. Tinkle meat? Yeah. She said, well, he can't even control his tinkle meat, so how is he supposed to blah, blah, blah? Mm. Tinkle meat. Because you tinkle out of your beepies and tinkle meat. Mm. And I can't get over it. I just can't get past it. Well. So now we have tinkle meat and... Dookie digits. <laughs> yeah, dookie digits. A filthy fingered fuck. <laughs> I can see his face right now. You're like 
<laughs> I am. See, I am. I, people don't know you because you're like usually chill as fuck about absolutely everything. So for you to get like, I'm the one who has like a fucking hair trigger. Like it doesn't take much. Like fight or flight. For I've, some reason, I've now, learned to control my anger over the years with certain yeah. things. See, I've been the opposite, where I have been the one who's like held my tongue for so long, like over years to uh, unjust, like just, just like total injustice. That now my fight or flight is automatically fight. There's just no flight involved in it. So I have a hair trigger, and you're the calm one. So for me to see you so physically upset over this scenario, like if this was me, like, yeah, I fly my fucking handle over everything. But you, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious for me because I never get to see you get really upset about shit. No. But this bothers me. Fucking dookie digits. Dookie did, digits did, it. did it, man. Did you in? You did. You did. And the fact I froze, <laughs> I did do things. Now I'm fucking Spider-Man. You're so horrified. I am, dude. <laughs> it's terrible. What a terrible person. Just someone who does, just does. It's so, people are just so ill-mannered nowadays. Like, manners have just gone out. Social, social, huh. There's just rules that used to be like, that are just so out of, pocket now like they're just they don't exist so i was reading what was i reading oh i was reading like um certain rules that like you know like social rules and like so the person who's receiving a toast i never knew this doesn't clink their glass and you shouldn't clink your glass either that's also socially inept but if you're receiving a toast you should not raise your glass for the toast, because it's viewed as you being arrogant. Did you know that? And also, when you pass, like someone says, hey, pass me the salt, you should always pass the salt and pepper together. They should always remain together for convenience. That's a social nicety. Fuck out of here. Well, what happened yesterday when we only had one item on our table? Uh, I, I we believe only that. had the pepper, not the salt. So when passed the salt... Without passing the pepper. Well, no, but then there were tables that only had the salt on them. That's what I'm saying. There's a shortage. They're a pair. They should stay together. Might just be a hood restaurant. No, but either way, if you pass them together, then the two are always going to be together. You might have none on your table, but you say pass me the salt, and they give you both. But then if we go get it off the other table, then you there's not going to be anything on the table. That's why you bring both. That's why you're supposed to keep the two together. To pass table to table because they don't have enough yeah. to go around? Mm-hmm. So salt is not a, is it really a shortage? It is. It's actually a shortage in the, the aquarium industry too. Cause I remember like my aquatic critter where I have to like be very careful about going to because I spend too much money there. Uh-huh. They posted that they bought like a massive shipment of aquarium salt, like for saltwater people who have saltwater tanks. You have to make it yourself, obviously. So, um, they were saying, Hey, we got this massive shipment because there's a shortage. Mm. So I guess salt in general is just a shortage. That's really weird. Why? I don't know. Do you know they used to make slaves pick salt off the beaches in certain areas where, like, the water is really... I didn't know that. I've never heard that. I, I well, uh, was in one of my... It was in one of the stories I was reading. It was, a, like, a slave narrative, and, like, that was what his slave job was. Mm. Was they... Got salt off the beaches. Huh. Yeah. Because I guess the beach was 
specific, I don't know, like I guess a lot of the salt deposited on the beach from the water. Let's move past past traumas. Okay. That was a lot of trauma right there. It was. We are reviewing a movie, so we could review the movie. <clears throat> yeah, we've already been talking for an hour. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so we can just get to the meat and bones, yeah. right? The meat and bones, okay. the meat and potatoes of this movie. How does our movie start? Starts out with our hero, question mark. Um, and he's in a bank, and he's he's specifically trying to talk to this one um, bank teller. Bank teller. Thank Maddie. you. I was going to say cashier, but that's I don't know if that's the correct word. Yes, he for, he is he wants to speak to just Maddie. So he's like purposely trying to count out how many people and how long it's taking people like the cashiers to wrap up their time with each customer so he can just get Maddie. And then sure enough he gets Maddie. He kind of had to let someone cut. But he gets Maddie and then boom. Bank robbery. And the bank robbers come in, and the first thing they do with their shotgun is blast the security guard right away. Boom! Motherfuckers, get on the floor! We mean business. Look, we just shot the security guard. And he tells Maddie to run. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm just waiting. I don't know how far I'm supposed to go with this. Okay, so everybody gets on the floor. The robbers are like, get your money out. We want your fucking money. And so everybody hits the floor. And they start calling the tellers out by name, like you, you, whatever their names are, Maddie, blah, 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 their full names. They know their full names. And they also reason. start imitating someone with a stutter. The bank manager. So it's to give you the idea that they know. They've been casing these, this. Yeah, yes. They know these They've been casing this fucking joint. So they start calling out the bank teller's names so that telling them they need to stand up and like open the drawers and stuff. But so he's on the floor and there's a woman with a uh, red patent leather purse that has a revolver peeking out of it, which he sees. Rex sees this. And he kind of, like, makes eye contact with the box bottle blonde that owns this red patent purse and says, like, kind of like, hey, bitch, I want your gun. And she's like, she's scared, obviously, right? She's scared. So she, like, whatever, she shoves the the revolver back into her purse. And when they were like hands in the air, we want to see your wallets, blah, blah, blah. She grabs her purse and holds it up. All right. Right. But something happens and the bank, the the bank robbers are, their attention is diverted. So there's a guy that says, I don't, I don't have, have my money. Cause I don't have any money. That's why I'm here. Like, so they, no, hit, him, they hit him in the face with the, with the shotgun, shotgun, but he falls into the lady and her purse falls, falls into, into his, his lap. lap. And then title screen. Title screen. So what we don't know about Rex is that he is a war veteran. With PTSD. With PTSD. So, oh, by the way, even though this is an all-Australian cast, the beginning of this movie is set in Boise, Idaho. So, we'll stop right there. Yeah. That was very, yeah, I don't understand. Why was Boise? Why they chose Boise, Idaho. I tell you why. 
specifically for that plane ticket. What was the IATA? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's it right. was for the IATA, which if most people don't know, is IATA is like that little three-digit code mm-hmm. for airports. So like uh, Tennessee, Nashville is BNA. Right, right. Yeah, okay, that makes so sense. So they now. picked okay. it specifically for that IATA. That is specifically, I think, why they picked Boise, because who the fuck cares about and Boise? And you know what? Know. That makes you like this movie even more. I because uh, you see at some point he does look at the title uh, does look at the plane ticket and it says which it says where he is leaving from and where he's going right which is Helsinki Finland yes and he goes huh okay that's some shit right there boy to hell yeah so essentially what ends up happening because we're not gonna go all the way through this but I will give the the the, the prime points and then we'll just. Yeah. Touch on it. So he basically goes fucking Rambo on these bike. These he bank robbers. totally Rambo's these motherfuckers. John Wick is what people refer to him as, but he ends up. Yeah, but Rambo was the original yeah. boy, John Wick. He ends up taking out these bank robbers, but in the process, someone innocent gets killed and he gets sent to prison for eight years. Right. So our movie. And it was completely just a weird circumstance how that innocent person got killed i mean really like it was really circumstantial right but it's painted in a different light yes Once initially you, in initially, the trial yes which our movie basically picks up after the title screen he gets out of prison after eight years but everyone the, yeah. knows who he is his face is all over on the, the tabloids news. he's like this people have very there's a big division on if he was a hero or if he was some type of psychopath, just right. like taking advantage of the moment. Right. So he gets followed around with paparazzis and shit. He can't go anywhere. They're like, literally, he's eating at his first his first fucking meal out of prison, and they're like taking his picture. Blah blah right. blah. Click 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 click. And click, then click, um, click, click. some people treat him as a folk hero. Some people treat him as a piece of shit. Right. So he decides, like, yo, fuck it, I gotta go. Peace out. And when he was in prison, he had a map on the wall and he spit a spitball at it and oh, it picked he, Finland three, three times in a row. Yeah, three, was we find so out that's why he went. So yeah, he had a world map and sure enough, that's how he picked to go to Finland. Helsinki, Finland he ends up being, which is for those who didn't know, because you didn't know, Helsinki is the capital of Finland. And when he's about to leave, he notices a couple who is speaking in a foreign language and very obviously targeting him. Right. They t- taking he pictures sees of him and them shit. take a picture of him. Yeah. And then another Finnish passenger comes and sits down and tries to warn him and says, like, hey, yo, these motherfuckers yeah, are talking about you. These guys are saying they're going to get you, that they need you for their son, that they're going to get you. And at first you're kind of thinking like, get you like, are they swingers? Like they were like they're looking for a, a weird third or whatever because yeah. they're being all super creepy about their expressions. Like they're like crazy creepy, right? And um, then and plus he, they're wearing like really disgusting clothing. And then he ends up going to Finland and being kidnapped by these people, like instantly outside the airport. Right now, that sets that basically sets up our story of survival. Right. Which is what makes this so intense, though, to me was, okay, so, like, the discovery, right? So, he's in the basement. He wakes up. He's hanging. 
um, on a hook, basically, by his hands. They tied his hands up in rope, and he's hanging there. And I forget why, but a golf ball rolls across the floor and touches his right leg, and it came from the left. Right. And then, like, it sparks this, like, moment of recognition where he's like, okay, that hit my right leg foot. What the fuck? And he looks down. And his left leg's gone. Yeah. So I don't want to talk a whole lot about what happens in no, this No, because I really feel like people just need to watch it. No, I will say, I'll just go ahead and say that I loved this I movie. I love this movie, too. It was It had so, great pacing. It had great character development. When we talked about last episode, when we were talking about Christmas, Bloody Christmas, we we kept harping back onto the fact that, like, it becomes so tiresome because everything was so... Monotonous. Monotonous because the writing was just not there. This is the complete opposite. Right. That, like, there's this... It's so, very well developed. There's this running theme throughout the movie where it starts... It co- they, they introduce the idea first of his out-of-body consciousness at the very beginning where his consciousness is a physical body, but it's not really there. Right. But it talks to him. And right, they have he talks these, to himself, yeah. They have these conversations. And at first, it, when it first gets presented, it's kind of like, oh, okay, you know. Right. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't expect it to be a running theme throughout the movie. But then there, when he is captured yes. there, and he's hanging there, they're – going back and forth and talking to each other. And they're like assessing the situation, breaking shit down. And they're like, okay, why are you awake? Why would you be awake right now? And he's like, cause they would obviously drug you or they would have already killed you. So and, why yeah. are you awake? And he's like, well, and then he's talking to himself. And he's like, oh, well you're allergic it's, to anesthesia. You it's kind of like up, what we would do. I mean, I don't know how else you could play this out without having a background. So it really was how they executed how his thought process would be. Yeah. By giving him this outer, like this physical subconscious. Is yeah. a, and it's so well played it's out. It's really well done. It is so well done. And that yeah. dude is acting his ass off. It's, as both sides. I would have to say that like... Yeah, the acting, there's no disappointing moments in this movie for me. And there's, like, there's a scene where when he's still hanging up, because he is hung up for, uh, like, a good and, part of this like movie. Like, at least 60, 75% but of this there's movie. a kid that that wanders in there who's not supposed to be down there, and he's acting asleep, but his consciousness is walking Watching. around this kid and, like, analyzing and breaking this kid down and being like, you know... We could do this, and you know, let's yeah. see if he knows English. Da da da, and doing all these things, and it's just like his consciousness, regardless of what he's doing, is breaking down the situation, and them communicating it's, back with each other. It's really it's like really a fucking awesome. Good. It's kind of like this. Uh, honestly, it's kind of like it. I don't know. I'm not gonna get this. Up. I'm not gonna do that. It's kind of like who you put forth as the person that is like who you represent yourself as and the true self. Right. Right. So the other character, which is his like Rex subconscious or conscious is like basically who you would be if you took off all 
the rules and limits that right. make you behave. So they do a very good job at the beginning of like, because you don't know what happened in the bank. You right. just know that there was something unfortunate that happened with Rex. Right, because they don't play out the whole scenario of the bank at but first. As the story goes on and we start getting more and more flashbacks, you start finding out Rex isn't this just innocent guy that you think he is. Right, no. He's, he's, he's as damn as good as anyone else. He He's presented as like this goofy guy, like, yeah, he's, he's a war vet and shit like that. But once you go further down and... His consciousness as well. First, you think his consciousness is just like a part of like who you talk to yourself, right? Like when you're trying to figure yeah, things out and yeah. helping him out, but then you find out that his consciousness is pretty fucking dark. It's almost like an old whole personality, and uh, right, it is almost an entirely different personality. And he like you once you then when you get the deep dive into the flashbacks of him being in court and testifying for himself. Right. And him being in the bank and what happened at the bank. Yeah. This guy isn't, nah. he, he's not a fucking, he's not a, he's not a victim of circumstance. He, he's kind of fucking, uh, yeah. Yeah. a loose cannon and disgruntled. And he's kind of, you know, like he's not the same. He, it's a different, uh, it's, it's like a, a sharp change on his character as the story goes. It does get he does get darker and darker as st- stuff goes. He does go from a guy who's just trying to save his own ass to something a little bit more. So I did read that this is supposed to be a trilogy, right? And I really feel like it, I'm would be excited for the next one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Though I don't know how exactly how you would. Well, I do, do know. that. Well, we do know. We do know. It did set it up for our next one. I mean, kind of. It, no, it totally did. Uh, there's only so much you could do with it, though. Uh, I feel like. Unless it, well. They could do it in two different ways. Yeah. Well, but I don't, don't want to say how yeah. the two different ways they could go with it, because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil any of that. So, I don't, I don't know. I was just, I don't know. I've never heard of this movie this is definitely one of the more interesting movies that we have watched in a long time. Like this is, I didn't feel the need to be looking on my phone. I wasn't look, you know, like the last couple of movies we've had, I'm just like, I've been a little bit bored with, to be honest. And the director of this has never done anything like this before. And she did a great, is it she? It's a guy. Oh, he did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job. I mean, this movie, the pacing is great. There's not a moment where you're like, oh my God, is this going to kick off again? Which it's, but there's not like... So I was, and I feel like nothing in this movie is in there to just waste time either. I thought it was going to be more like um, Ready or Not, where the woman is—that's uh, where she's marrying into the board game family, and they have to murder her before setup. And the whole movie's the family trying to murder her, and she's like killing the family trying to survive. Right. I thought it was going to be more like that, but there's really not. There's a small like action scene. Maybe last like a span of what, like 10 minutes, maybe towards the end. But before that, there's not like a whole lot of action going down, but it, it's so. It's the constant threat of violence, it, though. The threat of violence, the tone, the, I mean, dude, the dialogue, the, everything is so well done. It's just so well put together. Yeah, it really is a great movie. I mean, because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't listen to our podcast after you make them. 
And half the time I don't even remember what I say in them. So I have to I say this is probably the best movie that we have seen in a while. Like, I feel like when I say people need to watch this movie, I'm like, legit, no, you need to see this movie. Instead of like, oh, if you, if you have a spare fucking two hours. Right, that, yes. It's yes. either look at the wall and watch paint dry or this movie. I guess, Or something you can put on the fucking background or something like that. Like, no, yeah, you need no, to sit this down. This is and- a legit movie. Like, I put my phone on the charger and didn't take it off. Yeah. The only time I took it off was, the only thing I checked on my phone while we were watching this was they were trying to determine, because um, it was dark outside, what time it was. I did look up because Finland is up close to the Antarctic. Antarctic? No, Arctic. <laughs> and I was trying to determine their daylight hours in certain scenarios. So, like, right now it's winter here. We have, like, about nine and a half hours worth of daylight. They literally have six. So, they have a... It stays darker there a lot longer. Yeah. And then they'll have longer daylights than we do, but in in their alternate season. But, yeah, so it's just, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing I looked up because I was curious. But yeah, but it, no, it's just a really well put together movie. But I feel like, um, like I said earlier, the 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 original director turned it down because he just said, "There's no way There's, you give me too short an amount of time to like try to produce this movie for what you want." And I I kind of feel like. I, c- I could see that. I could easily see that because there's there's some elements that are presented in this movie where you feel like they're going to grow on them and then they kind of don't. But it's okay. It doesn't hurt the movie. I feel like there are things that could be extrapolated on later. And like I, like I said, if it is seriously going to be a trilogy or there's going to be a sequel, right? you could extrapolate on. But I didn't feel jaded or like I missed out because they didn't elaborate on those. Yeah. Like I would have... There's um, Patty. The Patty character. The Patty I'm character. I'm so glad that they didn't reveal that character until the very... Well, physically didn't reveal that character until the very, very but end. I feel like you, there could have been more with that. I feel... No, I think they did a, it. It didn't really... I don't think it really needed. What really needs to deter... What really needs to be elaborated on is, like, why the family felt such a need to alter their life for this individual when unless they were already kind of like that because he's a he kept attacking the dad biting him no that was the uncle it was the uncle who had all the bug all right well yeah that's what happened why were this family kind of already like that that they would like because she was the outlier right alia was alia was the outlier but he's also an outlier why do they gravitate to that outlier instead of going towards her outlier because so, he's the oldest he's the first right born. so i mean the whole family kind of is obviously one way so i feel like there's more on that story that could be elaborated Which, on and that's probably maybe that's why they I purposely left it out because that is something that could be elaborated on like with a pre like a prequel or something right but i still don't were they eating people too was the whole family eating people that I didn't know. Well, the dad did know that. He tried that one piece of meat. When he said it. But it never showed anyone else eating people. Except for when the younger brother went downstairs and said banquet. So yeah. I feel like maybe he realized. So I feel like the whole family was eating meat. Yeah. yeah that's true. I, yeah, that is true. Because why? I mean, like, that's a lot of individuals invested into feeding one fucker that you could just kill. But see, the Alia tells him, 
you're oh you're just lunch and dinner for today, right? Because she says you know like he well he could, says on my lunch and she goes well he said and my breakfast and she said and lunch but I don't feel like that meant like he specifically is just gonna be breakfast and just lunch I feel like that meant like that was a serpent like yeah like we we fucking they eat people yeah. but I still think that is something that they purposely left out in detail and did well did a did in a way that you didn't feel like you were lacking anything. Yeah. That they could, like, extrapolate on. Right. Yeah, no. Very, very solid movie. Yeah, this is a great movie. Yeah. Definitely have to recommend, 100%. Yeah. It's on Shudder. Let me see if it's anywhere else. Okay, it is on... You can get it from Redbox for $1.99. It says it's on YouTube primetime subscription. Yeah, okay, so this is where I'm seeing it. Uh, YouTube Premium, Sling Premium, Amazon Premium, Redbox, Google, you pay for it. Uh, but the Amazon Premium, that's only if you have Shutter. If you have Amazon Prime yeah, Video, it's not going to be I'm guessing that's what, it, that's what that is. Um, yeah, I don't see any free options. Yeah. On on here, but yeah, it's. I mean, should I say it's worth a dollar ninety nine if you got it at Redbox? Yeah, you can own it. Some maybe, I don't know. Or Wait, buy no, it. that would be renting, I guess. Yeah, yeah Redbox, you gotta give that shit back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one hundred percent, man. Fucking awesome movie. Can't. I don't know how this it slipped by me for so long. I had no idea this movie existed. I just randomly stumbled upon it. Like, there's a lot of movies that you have seen. That nobody's heard of, and like for good reason because they're shit. But this oh, movie, yeah, most of the time, yeah. this movie, well, or foreign, like uh, Americans are not big about reading their movies. Yeah, yeah. But this movie, one, no subtitles unless you want subtitles. Like it's in English, f- except for the little Finnish parts where they want you to read it in Finnish. But this movie really should have been a bigger hit. Yeah. I feel like this movie is done a dis a, a disjust. There's a disjustice in this movie not being more mainstream. Yeah, definitely. And maybe because be it's popular. an Australian. Maybe because it was Australian, they just you know they don't have the foot in the door already to get it mainstream in America. But this movie really should be distributed as a mainstream American movie. I mean, there's been some big Australian movies that came over here and popped, like The Loved Ones, Wolf Creek. It even got its own TV series and shit. Yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah, somehow this one just—it's just because it was produced Australian. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of slipped through the cracks. Maybe it's just bad distribution deals. Because uh, yeah, I mean, it just never... probably just shows you that, like, what kind of like—I wouldn't say it's a monopoly because, but it's kind of like a powerhouse. It's kind of probably like the Seven Sisters with oil. It's like you kind of already have to be established in America to really get a movie out mainstream. Like Paramount and Fox and all that shit. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Independent shit, independent shit pops all the time, though. Yeah, Especially but, with how social media is set up nowadays. You can make you an know, independent movie pop. Yeah, but. I've just, I've literally never seen anyone ever about talk this about movie. this movie. I've yeah. never seen a review. I've never seen anyone even mention it. And all the horror movie groups I'm in, all the horror sites I go on to and check all the time, I've never seen anybody talk because about Because it's this not movie. a horror movie. It's enough to classify it as. Hmm, okay. Not really. What would you classify it as? Uh, I don't even know. Maybe like 
a weird crime. It's really, I don't know. I don't feel like cannibalism is horror. I don't feel like this is a horror movie. It's not like a chainsaw it's massacre. A horror com- it's like a horror comedy, basically. Yeah, but it's not like a chainsaw massacre. It's not sense. a thriller. It's not an action movie. Yeah, so it's not a drama. Maybe because it's kind of difficult to classify it into yeah. like if you have to put it into like. I would put it as a horror comedy. That's how I'd put it. I kind of just feel like this movie is just definitely underrated. It definitely should have popped off more than it did. Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't know because if it had an unknown director, but I feel like the writers had some stuff published, yeah? Who, like, the writer or the director? No, the director was this was his first movie. So the writer is No, known? the the writer, this was his first movie. The oh. director did that movie with James Cameron, Sanctum oh. back in 2011, and he did some other shit. So maybe he just got blackballed or something. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, definitely, definitely go check this out. And definitely, I don't know anything about the Australian market to know if this, like, like, was this a popular movie in Australia? I don't even know. I don't know. So. I just remembered something I wanted to talk about today, and I didn't fucking do it. Well, can we talk about it now or no? Oh, we could, and I could try to splice it in. It's about cannibal serial killers. Okay. Well, let's just watch another cannibal movie, and we can slice it then. Okay. Who let's do let's next our let's make our next I mean this is a bit so we can plan for it. Let's make our next November cannibalism. <laughs> okay, we we could do that. Ooh, or we could watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and talk about that. Yeah, we could. Because the whole reason I wanted to talk about it was because there's this guy, Otis Tool, who I wanted to come back to, uh, who has a interesting history with Henry Lee Lucas, who we talked about on our last episode. That's another really fascinating story in how him and Henry Lee Lucas tie together. All right, let's just cut all of this off then. Okay. Don't even bring it up. So, that's going to do it for this week. Yes. We talked more about uh, trauma and uh, other things before. Then we talked about the movie, but that's okay. But this really was, well, because we didn't want to really yeah, give don't away wanna, too I don't much really, this movie. I don't want to ruin any part of this movie for anybody. Because when we talk a lot about what happens in a movie, it's specifically because we know no one is ever going to fucking watch it. Or if it's something like so old, it's fun to walk through because then you can talk about yeah. it and we can laugh at parts of it. Right. Like when we do the Jean-Claude Van Denver. <laughs> People may or may not have seen that. It's, even if you, yeah, yeah but they're movies from the fucking yeah. 80s and 90s. That's something that we can really like walk through yeah. and have some fun with. But when it's new stuff or things that we really want to recommend, yeah, I don't like, uh, I don't want to spoil, spoil anything much. for people. Yeah. So definitely check this out. Yeah, this is a good movie, guys. It's a good fucking movie. I was going to say best movie we've watched since the Transfiguration, but that was two episodes ago. So. <laughs> yeah. We've, I feel, no, this is definitely the most enjoyable movie I feel like I've watched in a couple of months. For real though. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for this week. So next week is All My Friends Hate Me. Yes. Which we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm not sure what we're really getting into with that, but. Guess uh we'll find out. So, as always, stay tuned, keep watching, and for me and Elaine, hasta luego. You should have looked how to up how to say goodbye and and finish. No, we could have said that. Oh. Oh well, whatever.
This is finished. Bye. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs>